All right. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've got the second episode of The Flip Turn, which is an all things swimming and aquatics podcast hosted by me, Charlie, and uh, and my friend Jeff. And we go over kind of the the ins and outs of swimming and and Jeff, uh, we're all living vicariously through Jeff as he's coming up into this sport. So welcome, Jeff. Charlie, it's great to be back. Yeah. After a uh, successful Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, Jeff, just, well, if you listen to our first episode, you know that at the end we did some gave some predictions on uh, Jeff's times with the U.S. Masters Nationals, and Jeff just swam his first first real competitive swim meet, which was the Masters Nationals down in San Antonio. So we're looking forward to, to chopping it up and dissecting the meet and uh, and whatnot throughout this episode. Jeff, give us a, before we dive into the, the full meet, what was your first, yeah, what was your, how did, what was your first swim meet like? Like, what was the environment like, the vibe? Was it, what were you expecting going into it? Give us a little, little overview. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, not gonna lie, it was it was definitely well worth uh, training for and actually going through with. Um, very happy I did it. Uh, so it was at this. Uh, what, what was it called? A uh, natatorium. Yeah, yeah, natatorium. Uh, natatorium in uh, in in San, in uh, San Antonio, which uh, the Olympic team actually trained at at one point. Like they have this big Olympic sign there. And they have uh, just like a massive pool outside with uh, stands that are, I think they, they, it looks like they hold probably like a thousand people. Um, and then inside there's a pool, there's a big diving well uh, behind the main pool. So it's just like a, a pretty massive facility. And, you know, there's people there from all across the country. I think most people qualified, but for, if you're a master's member, like you just get three free events regardless, um, which is, which is what I signed up for. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it, it pretty much met my, my expectations. If anything, it was, it was definitely a little bit more laid back than I thought it would be. I think there was definitely like more kind of like uh, humor from a lot of the swimmers talking about, uh, you know, joke, jokes like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I already swam, blah, blah, blah. Whereas I, I was kind of thinking it was going to be more so, uh, like, uh, hard nosed, you know, get out of my way. Like I got to every fight for every 10th of a second type deal. And I'm, I'm sure there were a few of those, those guys, but mostly everyone was just like super friendly. Um, and there's a ton of energy. Uh, there's definitely, there's, there's a lot of downtime, um, between the races. I think my first race was at like nine in the morning and the second one was at like 2 PM. And, uh, and so that was, that was kind of interesting. Just kind of like walking around, hanging out with the, the team that I'm on. Um, and uh and watching some races as well and then there was uh you know definitely a, a a fair amount of swimming outside of the actual events as well just like warm-ups and cool downs and stuff mm-hmm. um so all in all i thought it was just a, a great experience and a great great way to uh kick off my my swimming career absolutely no that's that's awesome it's cool to hearing you talk about it and i mean it's been many years since i've since I've swam in a swim meet and they're definitely uh, a fun experience. The energy is high and, you know, brings a lot of people together. And, um, one thing I always 
enjoyed about swim meets is how positive they are and obviously it yeah. It's very competitive and gets competitive, but everyone in in the swimming community is is very, you know, encouraging and and positive, um, and wants you to, you know, everyone is is very respectful and whatnot. So, the the uh, you know, it's definitely it's definitely uh, a great a great community and and great people in there, um, and what we're like. Did you do did you do any research ahead of time of like what a, a swim meet is like in terms of the technicalities and and uh and how like the event schedule works and whatnot? Um, no. So I, I basically just went in blind. The only thing I really did look up was the the rules of the uh of, of the breast stroke. So I I, I swam mm. two hundred breast and I knew that there were like some funky rules. So basically you know, you got to touch with two hands, but then you also get like one dolphin kick before the pullout. And mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to make sure I did that. And um, uh, I thought I got DQ'd during it, but I did not. And uh, that actually cost me. If you can go back and look, <laughs> look at the film, I paused for a second. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but, but no expectations. No, I didn't do anything. That's good. That's nice to go in with a fresh mind and, and uh, just soak it in. Um, the, yeah, the warmups and, and whatnot were always, it, it gets like super, people have their rituals and whatnot in terms of like, you know, how, how they're the time before the race, you know, the, the exact warm up they'll do like the last lap. I always was a big fan of finishing off and just doing like double arm backstroke and just relaxing for the last, last lap before getting out and chilling a little bit before before a race um so that was fun but yeah swim meets man it's been a while but it's fun to fun to go through it so um what was your first race first race was the 500 free yeah and uh... (laughs) it reminds remind the listeners what your your prediction was in our first episode Uh, so 10 minutes was the goal was the under to break 10 minutes and how'd that one end up we we finished nine eleven uh thirty. Woohoo. Nice job. Let's see if we can get a a a round of applause here on the soundboard if that will work. Um <laughs> let me see. What was I mean the, yeah, so I, I definitely, you know, I got there and I didn't know when the heat was and because uh, when you get there, you know, the the heats are just like nonstop one after another. There's really no time in between, and uh, you know sometimes they were they were ahead of schedule, sometimes they weren't. So you kind of got to really be paying attention. And uh, you know my biggest thing coming in was, am I going to be able to uh, dive off the blocks? Because that's something that we just don't practice at all. Like we don't even practice diving, let alone off the blocks. Mm-hmm. So I got there and spent probably like at least 20 minutes diving off the blocks yeah. uh, in the practice pool, just just trying to make sure that my goggles would stay on and figure <laughs> out how to do it. Um, because it, I guess it, it probably looks simple, like, to the, to the naked eye, but, I mean, you're, you're a good couple feet up there. Oh, um, for sure, yeah. It's just unnatural. And, yeah, and especially if you don't go in, if you don't go in at, at the right angle or with a tight streamline, um, 
you know, you're, you're, it can be, you can have a pretty, pretty rough entrance into the water, but, uh, I'm sure from that experience, you realized how, how critical that dive is and, uh, and how, how impactful that is to, to really have a straight tight streamline. And, uh, because, you know, you can just, you can fall behind with the, uh, with, in terms of velocity, if you, if you have a lot of resistance, uh, in the water. So the dive is definitely a, a very critical, critical part of, of a race. I think I was reading that they like the the Olympics in the Olympics, and maybe it's in all swimming. Um, what is it? Fin, Finra is the governing body. Fina. Oh, Fina, Fina. That's right. Um, Finra, Finra is a a, a financial regulator. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the yes, yeah, so Fina. Like, isn't there some rule that they created where you can't? Uh, your underwater has to be max like 15 meters or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's 15 meters. So on like a 25 yard or 25 meter, well, actually all racing pools, they'll have a red buoy, um, at, in, on the, on the lane line, they'll have a little red marker, which signifies the, you know, the limit to which you can, you can be underwater. Um, and so that's really big on, on backstroke and butterfly and freestyle where you have underwater butterfly kicks. Um, and some of the fastest swimmers will just, they'll just do underwater butterfly kicks up until that red marker and then just do, uh, you know, the remainder of the lap in, in that stroke. Um, and so that if you can have a good dive and tight entrance, hold a tight streamline and you just have killer, butterfly kick and underwaters, um, that, you know, you, you can, for some people that is a much faster, uh, a much faster swim in terms of drag and whatnot. Um, and so, uh, that, that kickoff, um, cause you're, when you, when you dive off the block and then when you, when you, uh, on your turn and you're pushing off a wall in terms of your, velocity that's where you have the the highest velocity and everything after that um some coaches will teach is just minimizing the sort of drag or velocity lost and uh and so for people that can maintain <clears throat> maintain that and reduce their their drag uh they can they can be super quick yeah wasn't that uh Phelps's kind of like go to or yeah. like what made him so great yeah, yeah, it was. His underwaters were just amazing. Um and so even in like the the freestyle relays for him, his most of the the lap was uh was underwater, well not most of the lap in 50 meter pool, but you know, for him he would just go the whole way in underwater in terms of go to the limits. Um compared to some of these other guys, you know, like the French team in that epic 2008 race you know they had these massive you know six 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 seven meaty guys and and that's where he would uh he would beat them was on the underwaters yeah it's 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 definitely very powerful and and it's fun also to be down there Mm -hmm. um so 500 what was it (laughs) did you what was it like 
kind of after the first like 250 um were you were you pretty dogged were you pretty pretty beat by halfway through no i mean so here's the thing you know, like we i think the farthest actually there is one distance practice that we'll do and uh and and those you'll have like thousand thousand yard uh thousand yard intervals um but usually the furthest will go is like 400 but you know the coach one of the coaches was like you know i'm so you know pretty proud because you, you know you you never swim 500s in practice but i guess for me like because i'm always just sprinting trying to keep up with the rest of the team like 500s didn't didn't really stand out to me but uh, as i learned like apparently anything uh 500 and above is, is kind of like uh uh, revered, I guess, in terms of, uh, the swimming community, because, uh, you, you do have to have that stamina, but, but no, I, I, so my strategy going in was I, I really like, you know, if I'm not swimming, like I'm doing something, I'm either running or like lifting weights every day. And, uh, I, I just really have like, um, kinda, I get really anxious if I'm not doing something, uh, mm-hmm. just like too much energy. And so I, I really like didn't do anything for the first two or for two days before the meet. And I also like for the, the, I, I ate so many carbs and like just carb loaded. Uh, uh, I got pasta from that place that, that we went. Um, like I just had a ton of stored up energy. So the first 250 did not get me. What did get me mentally though was that I looked over at the dude next to me who was also in my club. Um, I looked over at his number when he was on nine. And I was on seven and, uh, and it, I just, I just was too dumb, like to realize that that was his number. And so when I swam back and I saw nine on mine, that's when it, it took a mental, it took a mental hit because I was like, Oh, I'm already at halfway. Uh, but I think, I think I definitely did get fatigued. I think the, the real fatigue started to kick in at like three fifty, um, three fifty, And then I think like probably around like, 400 is when it really like started to get me uh my mom was watching it was live online and uh, she she sent me a text saying i know you well and i know when you got tired and uh, it was about then so um it was after 250 yeah and what parts of your body were most beat was it your legs or upper body and uh and how did that differ uh from like that point of exhaustion uh, in say running or other physical activities. Cause it's definitely different in swimming in my experience. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think because you know, the, it's really like the oxygen thing, um, which later in the race, like I definitely swam the last few laps, like taking a breath, every stroke. Um, it was, uh, the, I, the fatigue was all over. It was definitely all over. Like it was not, I couldn't pinpoint like one place. It was, I think it was, it was mostly like cardiovascular if I had to, if I had to pinpoint it where, um, it, it was like, it just an overwhelming, you know, desire to, to stop and like catch my breath and just to like push through that. Uh, cause they were definitely like one or two moments in that last one fifty where, you know, I, I like my body was saying like quit and, uh, obviously you gotta, you gotta finish. And, um, I think, you know, the last 50 that you obviously get that like mental boost of, okay, like this is it, give it everything you got. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely the, the, just the cardiovascular piece. 
And what was what was the winning time? Uh, I I don't know. I think probably like a low five or, or high four. I, I actually mm-hmm. let me look it up because I have it pulled up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing we've talked about is how really like within the swimming community, and then also uh, just one would think that like the 500 would be this, this super grand and, and well within the swimming community and elsewhere, it is like one of the most respected events just because of the level of difficulty and, and, uh, and really the, the technique and everything that goes into it. But from a mainstream entertainment perspective, it just doesn't, you know, it's not going to keep people's attention like a 100 or a 50 or one of these sprinting events um, does. And uh, and so I, that's something that that is really interesting is how like people have, you know, viewers and spectators have have such short like attention spans and whatnot that uh, that. It's it, 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 like a 500 is not a great spectator race. Right. I mean, even watching the playback, I, I like skipped ahead on a couple of my laps. <laughs> um, so that's, that definitely makes sense. Uh, it, it's, I, I do think it's like, for me, that that's kind of like the perfect race. Like, I think I'm going to make that one my staple. It was definitely the one I, I enjoyed the most because, um, you know, like a 1650 is just like, okay, that, that's pure endurance. Um, you know, the 500, I felt like there was, you, you still have a lot of gas in the tank or can, can conjure up some gas in the tank. Um, but to also, so in my age group, the winning time was 441.23. Wow. And who, do you know who that was? Uh, a guy named Trevor Scheid. Hmm. It's a um, great time. Yeah. Uh, he swam at Stanford. You know? huh. <laughs> that's that's cool. Now I don't I don't know him. Um, he's a little few years ahead of me, but represent go card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stanford looks like the guy in second swam in Northwestern. So you know that was the thing is like I, I came in dead last, right? Like by by a considerable margin. But like most of these people were um, everyone I met had been, I had not, I had not met a single person who hadn't been swimming for at least 10 years. So that, that wow. was like the solace in my defeat. <laughs> Dude. And that's just, I mean, mad respect to you and just doing it. Like who cares what, what, uh, what place you get in. It's, it's about really the, the process and all of those practices and, and, uh, and learning about, about a new sport and like, you don't really, you don't really appreciate or understand all the small details that go into like the technique and whatnot until you really get underwater, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, what you were saying, like we're gonna have to break that down. So, you know, in our in our private chat, uh, you know, you're you're saying something about like the rotation from uh from the abdomen or something like that, and like. I don't even know what you're saying, <laughs> like, but I do know that there is obviously like a ton of room for improvement on my stroke. Uh, and, and it's, it's like crazy because, you know, for people listening to this who aren't swimmers, like the, the, the feedback that I get from coaches and even like from Charlie, it's like, 
most of it is it is like kind of the same it's like you know you need to be rotating you need to be like streamlined position stuff like that uh and there's obviously like these nuances that you were you were saying but it's like it's it's again i, I just see it as a golf swing it's like the golf swing is so easy to describe and so hard to do and there's nuance at like the very elite level where like jordan spieth will go out and say that he's gonna you know he was on a mic and he was like oh i'm gonna hit the on like the third um like the third line on the club which is like a level of precision that only a pro would be able to to do um and i think swimming is like very similar to that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely all right so after after the 500 um what was the next event uh the hundred hundred free and remind us what your what your uh your prediction was for that one so my prediction was was the goal to beat was eighty seconds, and how'd you end up? And we we ended up seventy nine seconds and seventy nine point eight seconds. Dude, nice. Beat it point one three. <laughs> so hey, you beat it. Yep, that's great. And how was your how was your approach different for the one hundred versus the five hundred? Uh, the 500 or the 100 was all out. I didn't, I did not. I mean, I, I think maybe I took like a little bit, like I went 95% in the first 50, but I really, I really just went all out for the, the hundred. Whereas the 500, I did try to pace myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a hundred is essentially just a, a sprint. Um, and some, there, some people will take different, different approaches. Like one is, is uh what rowdy Gaines has described during the olympics is like the gallop in terms of a, a stroke and how how you might change it um where you'll kind of get into this this like undulation um when you breathe going up a little bit and then like using that momentum to to drive down and and forward um that's really but, interesting yeah yeah it's an interesting it's a it's an interesting adjustment to a stroke but it definitely, it definitely works and helps. Um, one, you you just you kind of need at that for like a hundred. You kind of need a constant oxygen supply. Like fifty, you can kind of just hold your breath and and go all out. Um, but for a hundred, you do want to have that that oxygen to help you maintain that same speed. Um, and uh, but even there, you know going back to, to underwaters and dive, uh, underwaters are, are a huge part of a hundred. Um, cause it's kind of that middle, middle point, like a 50 underwaters are obviously huge, but you can, you can definitely get away with just powering through it. And that's where you'll see just some of these 50 sprinters are just meat and they just, they just overpower and, and, uh, and use their strength to push through, but they, they can't do that for, uh, for a hundred. And so you'll have 50 swimmers who, who might not translate into great hundred swimmers, um, because it, it does require some adjustment. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, about like, especially with their times, you're talking about like 20 seconds difference. <laughs> yeah. In the race. Yeah. And it's that little, little extra 20 seconds just has a major impact. Um, and, 
Yeah, I wonder, like, I mean, for for a 50, like, your body, you can't, like, you can't hold that same, like, your body will will definitely hit its limits after 50 in terms of, uh, in terms of, like, oxygen and, and your muscles just failing after 50. So, uh, you have to make those, those little tweaks and adjustments to be able to have a, a fairly steady, steady sprint. Um, but it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a very fun race. Did you get a chance to, to watch the, uh, the final heat of the hundred? No. Uh, you know, it wasn't, I, they kind of didn't set it up where, or maybe they did and I just didn't notice, um, where they set it up as like the fastest, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get to watch it. Um, can look at the uh, the winning time here. Do you want to do you want to do some bad radio and, and critique my uh, my stroke here since we got the, <laughs> we got the footage? Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me let me drop the YouTube link here in the the uh, the whiteboard. So right where it says it has the little flip the flip turn thumbnail. I'm gonna add the link to YouTube and then people can can uh, can swipe right on the carousel the flip turn right there above us and they can pull up the spring 2022 spring nationals YouTube link and let's uh, let's give it a watch can you hear this I, I cannot hear it all right let me pull it up on let me pull it up on my computer. Looks like the winning time was forty-eight ten. Oh no, wait, it was uh fifty forty-five ninety-one. Ooh, damn, that's quick. All right, well, this dude also swam in the Olympics. <laughs> Who was it? So, Marcus Lovato. Hmm. Swam at the twenty twelve Olympics for Venezuela. Wow. Yeah, my uh. My best hundred free time came in a relay. Um, senior year of high school, or no? Yeah, uh, I think it was actually junior year of high school. Um, I went a forty-four seventy-seven, and my was my relay split. Forty-four. Yeah. Woo. You could have made the Venezuelan Olympic team. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun race. All right, I'm gonna. Go Joe Joe Citizen is asking about how long it is. It should be time stamped on there. Oh yeah. So let me let me paste it in the live chat actually. Pasting it in the carousel might have removed the link, but I I pulled it up on my Oop, that's not clickable. That must be a bug. We're gonna take a look at that. Huh. The live chat links aren't clickable right now. So we'll we'll check that out. But um actually maybe I can drop it on web cuz if you pull it up on on web it'll uh it'll take you to the timestamp What other events did you swim? Uh I am and and breaststroke Yeah, I I am definitely seems like the holy grail. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's uh I loved the IM. It's just, you know, you get 
every stroke and you really have to it shows it shows like different holes in in where people's weaknesses are and whatnot um and i am swimmers are just just really talented swimmers um those who can who compete at a very high level at it which i am uh uh yeah i did the 200 is that is that kind of standard um i mean 400 there's 200 and 400 and 200 is kind of like the the 100 free of ims and 400 im is definitely more like the the 500 free um it's a totally different race and much more about endurance um i'd probably also say in in the swimming community like the 400 im is is uh much not much more but it probably edges out the 200 in terms of like respect for for that race because it is a it's a brutal race um doing a oh yeah you know a hundred of everything uh and so i'd say the 400 im is probably like in terms of if there was one race that was like all around best swimmer it'd probably be the 400 im damn yeah i I, uh i still have not Along with flip turns, uh, butterflies is on the to-do list. So. <laughs> yeah, well, we gotta, we're going to have to work on your shoulder strength and flexibility before that, because that can just tear your shoulders out. Oh, boy. Well, we, we, I don't want to skip ahead, but uh, the, I actually scored some points for the team on uh, uh, breaststroke, on the 200 breast. Oh, you did? Yeah. Hell, yeah. What was, so what was, let's go over your prediction first and then your uh, final time. So, so, uh, you know, a lot of controversy with this race. Uh, many people were talking about it in the swimming community, <laughs> which was that, uh, I mean, my prediction was, was three thirty, and, uh, I think I got like three thirty seven or three thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those two, but what happened was, uh, I, I, I got jobbed and I, I jobbed myself because, the I don't know why, but like the specific lane I was in, and and to back up, uh, I put the wrong time in in like the prediction. I put it like way over. I think I mm-hmm. put six thirty, and I, I just don't know why. I must have spaced or something. And so they had me in a heat with the eighty year olds. <laughs> so, <laughs> no way. That's uh, awesome. That was pretty funny. Um, but uh, the lane. Like the wall on the far, the far wall was just like ridiculously slippery. Like compared to the other two races, the lane was like completely fine, and I slipped on that wall twice. Oh, uh, I slipped on that wall twice, and I also just like completely like froze up and forgot. Uh, you know, like the two hands. I, I thought I was going to get DQ'd if I like pulled on the wall, so my turns were slow, and then I made the ultimate mistake of. Like just just kind of like mentally checking out, and I lost count of where mm. I was. And so you could see on the video, I like stop and I asked. <laughs> he was like counting. I'm like I was like that four, and he just kind of like looks at me. And no, like, way. no, no. Uh, so I that's hilarious. A couple seconds there too. Yeah, no way. Well, I'm sure that provided some good entertainment to him. Oh yeah, he was. He he, he had a good. Did he even know? 
Yeah, he knew he was, he was keeping count. They had like paper score. Cool. Um, that was his point. So, uh, but yeah, I, I had uh, some some veterans on the team came up to me and then they were like, "Hey, like breaststroke's your best stroke. You should you should double down on that one." Nice. Um, That's awesome. So, so you th- uh, you, are you gonna are you gonna focus on that one some more going forward between that and the five hundred? Yeah, yeah. I think I think those two races are are I think a, a great. Um, kind of like great, great orienting uh, mm-hmm. around for me. Something to orient around is like those two races in the future, and like train for and compete against mm-hmm. uh, myself um, in the future. I think I think those two are probably gonna be my staples at least for the, the foreseeable future. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great, great combo there. Um, both are very heavily technique oriented and. Um, and require a certain approach to the race itself as well. Um, and the Raven is, is the, is the, did you do the hundred breast or the 200? Just the 200. Oh, 200. Yeah. No, that, that was, uh, you know, that combo was, was good for people that were much more distance and technique, uh, favored because there there are a lot of similar similarities between those two races. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, all in all, how did the team end up? Uh, I think, I think the team placed 11, but, mm-hmm. uh, I, I won't say who, but it was, it was, it was certainly made, uh, aware to me that the, that kind of like, not every team that was above us did this, but apparently what will happen is there are regions of Masters teams where regions where, like, the Masters teams will basically, like, combine their top players and or swimmers into, like, one team. Really? And, yeah, so they create these, like, regional super teams, which <laughs> is not like the discussion i had i said you know if that's if that's allowed it should at least be frowned upon but i don't i don't know that it is frowned upon but uh it, it i guess it puts it definitely puts like the individual clubs at a disadvantage mm-hmm. yeah no totally i i hadn't thought of that or really even considered that in swimming um but i guess for for those more competitive swimmers it it makes sense, and it also might even make it more competitive within that that small group. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. Uh, there were definitely some other clubs I recognized. Like there was, um, like the Olympic Club and uh, New York Athletic Club. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were there were, I mean, there are teams from all across country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So, good good first meet, debut, and good races, and you know, hit for the most part, hit your goals. Um, what are what are some things that you're looking forward to in your next meet? Just to try to beat my times and and also kind of get to the point. So, like you know, for people listening, the picture on there is is uh, the dive off the dive <laughs> off the blocks for the hundred where uh didn't didn't really realize the legs together um so i think you know obviously breaking you know breaking my previous times and then 
um, just kind of putting it all together where I could be, you know, say, say, okay, you know, I kind of, I kind of rounded off the edges on the weak points. Um, you know, one of the coaches thinks that if I actually make these changes in my stroke, I could, I could get down to the sixes for the 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a great, a great goal. Uh, I have not, I've only swam a few times since, since the meet. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but I'm, I'm definitely going to get like way more into it. Uh, I know you, you and I both, uh, got wedding duty in the next week. So yep. flip term will be off for a, for a, a good bit, but, um, be swimming, swimming by the time we get back. Yep. Yeah. After our first episode, the next, next day I was actually in the pool. So it was a successful first episode and we'll see about tomorrow. Maybe I can, can find <laughs> some time to get it. Get in, uh, maybe take take a uh, you know thirty or forty five minutes. That's the great thing about swimming is you can get a great workout in and not too much time. Yeah, I will say the uh, you know the, the the practices we have there's there's certainly uh, uh, a culture of a little bit of shaming if you get out early. Really, and I think that's it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's also, there's, so Austin has a a lot of great, uh, open water races over the summer and I might be doing one with a, with a guy on my team who's training for an Ironman that's, um, it's like an hour outside the city in, I think June, um, yeah, at some point in June, but then there's also like these Lake Travis, uh, swims that are like a couple miles at the Mm. end of, uh, the summer. So I mm-hmm. think if the flip turn's still going, I think we might have to get the people what they want and get you out here <laughs> for uh, the Lake Travis swim. Yeah, yeah. What are well? There's actually a a and uh, a race across Lake Tahoe as well where people form teams. Uh, unfortunately, I can't make it this year, uh, but I I have a lot of friends that do that, and uh, and I've always wanted to. But when is the one in Lake Travis? Uh, there's, there's a bunch of them. Uh, let me look this up. I know that they canceled a couple of them. Uh, I can't find this link. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about it on the next one, but uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's like late summer. It's like early September or August. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get a time, but I could definitely be interested. Awesome. Sweet. Well, Thanks everyone for tuning into the second episode of the flip turn. Jeff always love talking about swimming and, and your experience going through it. It was fun to get the lowdown on, on the masters nationals and your first meet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next time we will, uh, we will dive into, uh, Charlie's swimming career more and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even it out there. So, all right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you, Charlie.